This is Global Gospel Conversations with co-hosts Pastor Dan Johnson of Cross Culture Church and North Carolina Baptist Senior Consultant for Asian Church Planting, Ralph Gray. Thanks for joining us as special guests from around the world share life with a global gospel perspective. Welcome, everybody, to Global Gospel Conversations. This is episode two. We did our first one this morning, and we traveled all the way to Qatar. This evening, we are doing one in Tokyo, Japan. Again, of this, yeah, we're in Tokyo, guys. This is exciting. Even when the pandemic can't make us there, we don't have to wear face mask. You know, <laughs> we can just do this. Look more handsome with a face mask, my friend. Yeah, I know. See, that's what a lot of people... And the face mask is actually on upside down. See, Joel <laughs> put his on correctly. Yeah, I'm, I'm less than uh, six feet from you guys, so <laughs> <laughs> I may have to wear this. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we're so excited for you guys to join us on Facebook uh, and around the globe. This has been a, a really fun project we've been working on. The goal of this is truly... Uh, to do a couple of things is to really make make known what God is doing around the globe, um, which is amazing to experience, but also to encourage one another. Uh, as First Peter 5, 9 encourages us, um, as Peter writes to the church, says, resist and firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood around the world. So we are all in this pandemic together, and I'm super excited to be able to have uh, Pastor Ralph and Pastor Joel here with us to dive into these things. So Pastor Ralph, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Dan, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. It's really a great joy. And I'm so excited to be with you and Pastor Joel. And I'm I'm so uh, anticipating what, what are we going to be talking about and at the same time, learning from both of you. So just a little background on myself. I was born in the Philippines. I grew up there and I stopped growing up in the Philippines physically. And, but you know, something happened to me while I was in the Philippines. I was very young. There was a man who went to our remote place and he shared about Jesus Christ and about his forgiveness, his love, and also the gift of eternal life that we can receive by faith, through faith in Christ. And mm. I surrendered my life uh, to Jesus Christ uh, and, as my Lord and Savior. And that's a journey that uh, started with him. And in 1995, God, God brought me and my wife to California in 2006. He brought us here in North Carolina to work with international church planters. Right, uh, There are many nations that God has brought here in North Carolina, and I'm privileged to be working with the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina, uh, representing them in terms of loving on and reaching and supporting and partnering with the international church planters that God has brought here. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have met Pastor Joel a few years ago when I went to Tokyo I I even forget like you know how's the connection and happened. Maybe he can refresh me uh, later. But uh, he hosted me, uh, welcomed me in their home, and let me stay there. One wonderful, wonderful hospitality. And this is a great, great time to be with him again, and a great joy to have this conversation about how the gospel is moving in Tokyo, in Japan. Pastor Joel, would you please uh, share more about? 
yourself, your family, and what God's doing in your life. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. Again, thank you, uh, Pastor Jordan and Pastor Al for the invite. And I've been looking forward to our time together. Uh, in, in my case, this morning, uh, 8 o'clock uh, here in Tokyo, Japan. And we welcome you to uh, Tokyo, Japan. Although you can't see Mount Fuji, it's about <laughs> 60, 70 uh, kilometers away from me right now. And it's kind of cloudy, so I cannot even see it. But uh, it's, a, it's a joy to be with Pastor Dan and Pastor Al. And um, again, um, I'm Joel Quelliar, uh, and I'm originally from the Philippines. Uh, I was born there at the age of 22, uh, moved to Tokyo. That was more than 30 uh, years ago. Now you know my age. And, uh, <laughs> and um, uh, I'm a, a civil engineer by profession, worked for about 10, 12 years in a Japanese company. And of course, pri pri prior to that, um, I became a born again believer uh, here in, in Tokyo. And also my wife became a born again believer uh, through the ministry of our church, uh, Tokyo Baptist Church. And uh, Cynthia, that's her name. And she's also from the Philippines. We've been married uh, for 29 years, I believe. Wow. <laughs> I hope uh, wow. I'm right with the wow. number. Hey, congratulations. Uh, congratulations, and we will hope she doesn't see this if you're wrong, okay? We, we can we'll try to go back and edit it. Uh, sure, sure. I just forwarded to her uh, Facebook account. All right. So yeah. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I will probably uh, receive the correction later on at home. Yeah. So. <laughs> so praise God. It's all by God's grace. Uh, and we've been blessed with three children. Uh, yeah. And Johanna was our eldest, Timothy, our second born son, and Nathan, our third born son. And uh, I've been serving as one of the pastors of Tokyo Baptist Church for almost 18 years now. Wow. For the most part, as a pastor of evangelism slash missions. Mm -hmm. And for the last uh, three years, uh, our role has been added, which is administrative pastor. So for the last three years, I've been wearing these uh, two hats, pastor of missions, slash evangelism, and pastor of administration here at uh, Tokyo Baptist Church. So that's, in a nutshell, that's uh, who I am, what I do here in Japan, and it's just a great blessing to be a part of what God is doing here in, in this part of the world. Yeah, we, uh, Ralph told me that the mountain was going to be in the background. So uh, I don't know if you <laughs> take your camera outside. Uh, and, and <laughs> I need to wear my jacket. It's pretty cold outside right now. So. Really cold. Now, yeah. what, what season is it in Japan right now? Right now, it's still winter time. Okay. Um, yeah, in a couple of months, we'll entering spring. And uh, yeah. I don't know what, what it is in in Fahrenheit. I think we're about six to eight degrees Celsius okay. right now in the morning, 8 a.m. in Tokyo, Japan. Sure, sure, sure. So your seasons are very similar as far as spring, it'll warm up, summer, obviously get hot, then fall. Yeah, you you get right. kind of the four seasons as well. That's right. Yes, yes. Okay. And that's for people that may not be familiar with Japan. 
yeah. uh, in the context in which that's in. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I think that has affected us all, guys, is this the, the COVID-19 virus, and it's reshaped how we do ministry. So, uh, Joel, if you would mind, could you, you know, maybe describe what ministry looked like before this mm-hmm. virus hit? Uh, kind of things that you're, you and your church are doing, especially in relation to evangelism, um, you know, kind of show us, give us a glimpse, if you will, of what ministry looked like, you know, before this virus hit. Yeah, of course, I could only speak for, you know, for our church and mainly right. with, with the ministry that the Lord has entrusted to me. Um, I would say symbolically or, or allegorically speaking in terms of ministry, uh, we were adding, uh, you know, floors on top of the bottom floors. In mm-hmm. other words, we're building, yeah. you know, and uh, and it's an exciting. It was an exciting time for us actually uh, as a church because uh, the Lord allows us to build on one floor on its other. You know, yeah. uh, in in building this church here in in Japan. Uh, and at the same time, we were uh, focused so much on weekends. Like, you know, we have five services, one on Sunday and four times on Sunday, and children's church. And of course, except for small groups, uh, we have about, I don't know, 70 to 80 small groups, active small groups uh, that were meeting, you know, mainly on weekdays. And of course, some Bible studies. So that, that's, that's how it looked like. Okay. So. You have those small groups on weekdays and some Bible studies and weekends. You come together for large gathering. At the same time, our desire always, the emphasis is reaching people uh, with the gospel. And our online presence is for the purpose of, you know, for those who cannot come. Mm-hmm. But there's not an intentional, uh, I would say, uh, strategy or passion to actually use an online uh, platform for evangelism and uh, so that's kind of how we were doing uh, ministry as a church so so then how how was um, your location been affected by the virus at this time I mean is it mm-hmm. uh, have you seen a very high number I think uh, our governor just came out um, you know the death rate has rose here um, you know, we, we were seeing, oh, we're, we're at the point right now where we're all time high numbers for throughout the pandemic, oh, which wow. has affected us quite, I mean, a lot. Uh, how is, how has Tokyo been impacted by the virus? Yeah, I think, um, it's, it's probably important this time to give you, a maybe a 30,000 feet, yeah. uh, you know, uh, overview, uh, in terms of Japan population so that, you know, uh, we can kind of compare. Yeah. Uh, Japan has a total population of 126.5 million people, and uh, and Tokyo has 14 million people. Oh, so it's like more than 10 percent oh. of Japan's population is right here in just one prefecture or like a province. Wow! And then if you add if you add three the three surrounding prefectures, like we call them Chiba. Saitama and Kanagawa plus Tokyo, you have 38 million people. Wow. So 30 38%, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 38 million. So that would be like 30% of Japan's population is right here, right now in our surrounding. And um, so uh, 
overall in Japan, we have, I think, about 350,000 cases of COVID-19 and 5,000, um, sad to say, have passed away due to COVID-19, 5,000 people. And, um, and currently, I think we have about 70,000 cases who are infected. So I would say 280,000 have recovered uh, from the infection. That's the national stat. For Tokyo, I think we have 90,000 cases and about 800 people died. So out of 14 million, wow. we have 90,000. So it's only like 0.6% of the population. And uh, right now, our uh, current uh, figure for those who have COVID is about 20,000 people. Uh, that's kind of the current status uh, we have here in, um, in, in Tokyo. So, so Joel, if you don't mind me asking, what do you think? Because those numbers, mm -hmm. the, the population numbers are not all that different from uh, the state of North Carolina and our surrounding area, but the death numbers are so much lower in Tokyo than it is here. What, I know that's an unfair question. You're a pastor, right? Yes. <laughs> what, but, what, but what's what's the ins, insider information? That's right. That's right. You know, we, man. Uh, me and Ralph are about to get what's rich. What's the secret? <laughs> We're about to get what's rich. What's the secret? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for example, it's, there's a nationally, it's a 1.4% death rate, right? 350,000 is 5,000. And in Tokyo, uh, we've had uh, 90,000 cases. It's only like 800 who yeah. have passed away. That's like less than 1%. Right. Like less than one out of 100, right? In, in your most uh, condensed area, yeah, you have the yeah. least amount of death rate. So That's what, right. what do you think played into that? Um, Besides um, you being there, right? <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, of course, uh, you know, uh, it's by God's grace and and of course, at the maybe at the practical level, yeah. here, let me say, you know, people uh, wearing mask here is normal, mm. especially during this time, like wow. even before COVID. You know, wow. wearing mask in Japan is a cultural thing. For example, if you get cold, you yeah. start wearing mask. Because you're concerned about your neighbor or the person next to you. You mm. don't want wow. them to get it from you. So even wow. COVID-19, we've had that, uh, you know, practice, which is That's big good. time. That's big yeah, time. That, so it's, it's a given thing. It's very much. That's big time. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, the infection rate has been controlled. Personally, that's how I see it. Yeah. Then second... Um, Culturally, we don't hug, we don't shake hands. We bow, you know, and... Wow, that's another one. Yeah, another so secret. The, there's no physical touch. And, uh, and, and I would say probably people are aware and conscious about, you know, not to spread the infection. So those are... And, and we have, I would say by God's grace, maybe high quality medical uh, services as well uh, here in here in Japan so so you're 
so if 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 I understand it correctly, to get churches on board mm-hmm. um, with, with fighting this virus was was not a major challenge because culturally you guys are already used to looking out for your neighbor one and then culturally by not physical touch so discipling your people to help fight this virus as well has not been a major challenge would you say for us here at ebc it was kind of a major challenge because we are an international church okay so you know from 50 nations although 50 percent of our membership is japanese but they have an international mindset so at Tokyo Baptist Church, we have that international uh, worldview or mindset. Yeah. So it's not a typical, you know, Japanese culture. Because okay. although we have Japanese, 50%, and other countries, so we have those intercultural, you know, dynamic relations that we have had. But, but people are aware of, you know, that we live in Japan, uh, you know. And we have adapted those uh, cultural practices. So in that sense, it's easier uh, for us to embrace, you know, what the government may tell you and ask church leaders, you know, uh, it's, we don't need to overcome a very high, you know, barrier to say, hey, when you come to church, wear a mask, let's practice social distancing. So it's, it's in a sense, it's given. Uh-huh. That's a little well, different from our context, Ralph. Yeah, that's that's amazing because uh, you, you emphasize the value of communal commitment to caring and compassionate, uh, uh, you know, just expression in terms of uh, fighting against this virus. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, there's two sides yeah. of the coins, but, you know, it's just like, one side, one unit, you know, one people fighting it together and they're doing, you know, what they can do best to protect themselves and to protect one another. That's, that's amazing. And, and for, for me here, that is a discipleship issue. That's uh, a huge hump to get our people on board, just getting them to wear masks. You know, we require it. We do temperature checks but is, is a challenge. So what, how have you guys, we know what ministry looked like a little bit before five services, small groups, how, how has the virus impacted that? What does ministry look like now? Uh, evangelism, discipleship, how are you guys managing that right now? You know, last year, um, when the, you know, when the COVID-19 virus hit us, you know, here in, in, in Japan, uh, initially, uh, sometime in February last year, uh, we uh, canceled all the ministries except for the worship services. And then we and then we told our people, if you have like cold-like symptoms, you don't need to come. Uh, and children's ministry, uh, you know, they they switch online. So just worship services. So I think we were doing that for a month. And then March, end of March last year, we finally said, okay, let's switch fully uh, online. And so we uh, just went to one service on Sunday, um, 11 o'clock, live streaming. And then, uh, so that's what uh, we did for about uh, three and a half months. So that would be like last weekend of March until mid-July last year. 
So we did that. And uh, because during that time, um, I think beginning of April, for about six weeks, the government of Japan declared what we call a state of emergency. Okay. And uh, it's not uh, like a uh, lockdown in the US or in Europe. State of emergency here in Japan, uh, stores, supermarkets are still open and people can still go to work, but the government would uh, strongly request you stay home, work at home, and if possible, uh, if it is not an essential uh, travel or trip, you know, you don't need to do that. So it's more like a request, although the government under state of emergency can uh, use public facilities uh, to respond to, uh, to some needs. So we had that for six weeks uh, last year, April and May, and then we waited for another one and a half months before we uh, resume uh, our uh, uh, on-site services uh, mid-July, uh, one service on Saturday, four times on Sunday, only worship services. And then the rest of the ministries remained online. So we were doing that for several months until first weekend of January. And then, uh, but again, when, when we reopened our on-site services, we had limited seating capacity. And because of social distancing and our auditorium is not that big, uh, if it is fully packed, we can sit maybe 320 to 350. But with the social distancing, we could only accommodate maybe 60 up to 70 people. So about 80 to 90% of our people uh, worship online even if when we reopen. And then we were doing that until the you know, first weekend of January. And then since two weeks ago, now we're back to fully online because Japanese government uh, declared a second state of emergency last January 7th for one month until February 7th. And we communicated to our people uh, telling them this is a difficult decision for us, your church leaders, but we would like to cooperate with the government in, uh, you know, uh, controlling this yeah. uh, And we believe this is how we can best express our love uh, for uh, other people. So let us uh, cooperate. Let's go back to fully online. So that's what we've been doing for the last two weeks. Did, did you have kickback or when I say kickback, that may be a, a loaded term here. Did you have resistance? Did people in your church say, whoa, Pastor Joel, we don't need to shut down. We don't need to support the government. We need to continue to meet. Did you have a lot of that going on in your church? As far as I know, um, we don't have any, we've had any, we've, I don't think we've heard anything like that. Yeah, as far as I know. And people probably, you know, there might be some inner struggle, yeah. but, you know, uh, even probably in the leadership level and in some people's hearts, of course, you know, there are those who still prefer on-site worship. Yeah. And uh, when things change, yeah. uh, there are times when, you know, we struggle. But um, I don't remember receiving like a, a letter or an email or message from someone saying, that's not a good decision. So we're thankful wow. for the support and encouragement of our people. 
Wow, wow. That's amazing, Pastor Joel. And my question is, I'm just curious, where do you think this is coming from? Like, it's it seems like it's easy for you to submit to the authorities and for people, even in your church, to cooperate. Uh, where is this coming from? Uh, because, again, we live in a context that's totally, like, different. Sure, sure. Just like yeah. Dan said, uh, you know, if, if you say that, you know, don't do this, uh, there's division. Because not everyone, you know, will follow that. There will be some who will follow. There's another group who will not, you know, with the area of mass, social distancing. But how come, like, you know, in, in Japan, just like as you're describing it, it seems like, yes, it's not 100%, but still, you know, they they submit, they obey, they do it, and they protect one another. Where is it coming from? I mean, um, you know, I'll talk about the church context later on. Maybe as a country in general, um, yeah, we have uh, here in Japan to, you know, respect others, uh, which is uh, a big, uh, you know, positive, uh, good value uh, that we have here in Japan is to respect your neighbor. Don't make any annoyance, you know, and uh, don't mind them. You respect them. So, and uh, I think that's where it's coming from. And it's, uh, it's part of the training. Uh, of respecting others. Uh, that's why, uh, and you prefer, you know, it's, you do things for the interest of other people. I think that's a, that's a value that's ingrained here in Japan. So it's, it's, mm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, wow. it's biblical, right? <laughs> in a sense. Yes, yes. People may not know that, uh, <laughs> but it's actually sometimes, as a believer, wow, he, he acts like more Christian than I, I do, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, there are times when I prefer myself. I mean, like, there are times when I, I, I don't look, you know, for the interests of my neighbors. I, I tend to be selfish, but, uh, but God can use, you know, any situation or any person to, to speak to me and to remind me, hey, you know, um, you you need to be like Jesus and, and of, uh, of setting aside his glory and he became a servant. And, uh, and so, so in the church context, uh, by God's grace, we try to strive to be like Jesus. And, uh, and there's an emphasis uh, in our church uh, through the messages of, 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 you know, of Christ-likeness. Uh, we hear that again and again and again and again and again, you know, in our messages to be like Jesus. You know, it's not about you, it's all about Christ. Let's love one another. And then I would say, uh, again, by God's grace, I believe there's a high level of trust between membership and church leadership. Mm -hmm. So that's been built throughout the years because we've been... Uh, by God's grace, our uh, pastoral leadership or church leadership must be stable, and uh, we have no, we have had no, you know, transition like every two, three years, like most of our pastors have been here like more than ten years or so, 
So there's that uh, established relationship between um, our people and the church leadership. So, Joel, there's there's an element of the culture of Japan that we need here, and the purpose of this is not to make our context better. That's not why we're doing this. <laughs> the purpose, Ralph and I didn't say, hey, how can we make our context better? But yeah. just listening to you, hearing you, it, it not even been discipled from the church forward. It's the culture of Japan has a very biblical view of the other. Now, I'm sure there's there's sinful nature wrapped yeah. intertwined in, into the Japanese culture. Uh, but there's also a major element of, of looking out Philippians 2, looking out for the interest of others that that is naturally in there that I need here. Uh, how do I get that? Uh, will you sell me some of that so I can serve that? To, maybe it's in the food. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, wow. in, it's, in the, in, it's in the food that we eat every morning. <laughs> During our quiet time. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That's, that's so the best. Good. That's the best. Food, yeah. Man. When I forget to eat that food, um, Joel is in charge. Christ is not in charge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. That is cool. so cool. And you know, by the way, when I went to Japan a few times, I've experienced extraordinary hospitality and just what. Pastor Joel said they're thinking of others, you know, to help help you in times of need. Yeah. And and I'm just surprised, amazed, and, and exactly the way you know he was describing it. But it was because like it's a function that they were trained to do. Yeah. And but Pastor Joel has brought it into a deeper and higher level. When he said that, he, and among Christians, it's not just because they're trained to do it, but it's because they have a higher purpose in doing it, and that is to glorify God, to obey God, because that's what God said in in His Word. So uh, that's amazing. It seems like the function is the same, but the purpose is different. And and I, you know, this is so insightful. Thanks so much for sharing that. Mm, motivation. Yeah, it's for us. It's for the glory of God and the source of power is the grace of God, and yeah. Uh, so, and uh, again, you know, this is back in uh, about ten years ago now, March 11, 2011, uh, when we had the earthquake and tsunami in North yes. Japan, and yes. you know, about I would say thirty thousand people. Um, passed away and buildings have been destroyed not because of earthquake because of tsunami and yeah and uh, as a result of that by god's grace talking about this church was able to plant a church uh in the region of japan northeast japan and then we uh oversaw that for five years and after five years uh we uh, transitioned it to a, a japanese pastor so a Japanese pastor has been, uh, uh, yeah, pastoring the church um, since three, four years ago now, uh, I would say. And at the time, um, I personally witnessed how, you know, the people here in Japan, the Japanese, uh, they work together to help one another, to encourage one another. 
you know, as a group, as a community. And it's, it's an amazing how uh, the country uh, was rebuilt. On the other hand, for us Christians, it gave us the opportunity to, to be there uh, alongside them. The, we told them uh, we were open, we're Christians, we have food here, we have the word of God here. And um, if, you are, if you want, we're here to help you. And people embrace that. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. So God can, yeah, yeah can work mightily wow. even in times of great difficulty. I, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, Joel, you you're one of my hearts behind one of my heart's desire, I should say, behind this is to remove cultural blinders. I talked a little bit about that earlier, and what you're doing is you're you're illuminating, you're you're making known a cultural blinder that those that are maybe more in our context see and experience that we don't know because we've never been to Japan. You're bringing Japan mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and by bringing Japan to us, it's not the, you know, the mountains, the scenery, you're bringing the culture to us, uh, which I've always cherished is learning that culture because we're all made in God's image, mm -hmm. right? And there's reflections in the Japanese culture that are a reflection of God that may not be seen and evident in my culture, which mm -hmm. is why it's so powerful to be around one another. So I'm growing as a leader listening to you. As Ralph said, this is insightful. How have you grown throughout this? Um, there's so much we can learn from you, brother, but how have you grown? <laughs> how have you grown and, and developed and how has God moved in you throughout this pandemic? Well, um, yeah, that's a very... Uh good question and I'm, I'm glad you're asking that otherwise i would not ask myself <laughs> so, it, so it helps me to to think and uh about you know the lord's work uh, in my life and i believe leaders and i think this is what uh, i've been learning uh, leaders are called in times of crisis mm -hmm. to make tough and difficult decisions um so we have been entrusted this responsibility. And for example, within the parameters of what God entrusted me and uh, as a leader. So if I'm not making uh, a tough call or decision, I'm not the leader, you know, in that, you know, in that setting. So that's what I've been learning uh, that Joel, I put you there, uh, have faith in me, trust me. Uh, there are times when by faith, you need to make a decision. So I, that's that's something that uh, what I've been learning. You cannot pass this to your wife. You cannot pass this to to someone else, you know, or someone in your group or church. But you have to make that uh, through prayer and seeking the Lord's will. Sometimes I'm not sure about if this is the uh, best decision, but Lord, uh, I feel like you know this is what it takes to make this decision. So. Um, so please lead me. And um, also the assurance that my identity is Christ is not in the decision. So even if it's a failure, at least I've tried yeah. uh, of doing what's best. And I, that's something that I've been learning, that my identity remains Christ. Well, you know, I, I'm your heavenly father. You're my son. Just follow to the best of your ability uh, by my grace. And uh, so that's something that I've been learning. It's, it's a process of trusting uh, our Heavenly Father through this process of growing uh, as a leader. And, 
And also, uh, that's the first one. The second thing I've been learning, you know, as a leader, you know, when you are in a leadership role, uh, especially in a church, it's a very dynamic relationship, right? Because it's an organism, church as an organism. So I relate vertically, I relate horizontally. Vertically in terms of you have, you have supervisor, I have a supervisor, and you have people that you work with horizontally. And, um, and um, in that, you know, relationship of relating to one another, you know, horizontally and vertically, I've been learning that open communication is so important to maintaining uh, a unity. So uh, to now I've been learning to be more intentional in communicating openly and so that uh, a unity can be built uh, for the sake of the organization, in our case, church. So that's, that's, these are some uh, practical things that uh, I've been learning well, as a leader through, through this uh, you know, pandemic, yeah. I can tell you this, Joel, uh, just talking with you now, the Lord has certainly anointed you, brother. Um, you are a man of wisdom. I had a professor tell me, we can only make decisions based on the information we have. And, uh, you know, we, we fuss over decisions. We lose sleep over decisions, don't we, as leaders? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It bothers us. And, <laughs> and, uh, every day we read out of a book of people that made awful decisions, yeah. horrible decisions, 66 yeah. books of bad decisions, and yet God's <laughs> sovereignty and grace met them there. But mm -hmm. I'm with you. It, it, is, it, it is one of the most challenging things of being a leader is making decisions. Mm -hmm. And just hoping and praying that God, <laughs> this is the right one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I you mean, know, yeah, sure. yeah, and and you know something that was connected with what you shared a while ago that you have the discipline of feeding yourself from the Word of God and acknowledging Him, His sovereignty over your life. The very first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning and you let him feed you with his word and and his word his grace his sovereignty uh this being displayed you know as you go to your work and minister it's coming out in a form of responsibility accountability relationship building that's genuine and authentic and that, you know, that's amazing because it's so aligned to who God is. And just like you said, knowing your identity in him and then living that out naturally. So it seems like, you know, as I listened to you a while ago, there's it's not a, a duty that, you know, you need to do it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a delight. It's a delight. Mm -hmm. Like as you live your life, as you do your job and fulfill your ministry, this character like the fruit of the holy holy spirit is just overflowing naturally and again we talk about for the glory of god and because we have a higher purpose thanks so much Amen. pastor joel this is like wisdom in action right hallelujah joel last last thing and then we'll mm -hmm. uh, let you go about your day it is now what is it 8.55 in Tokyo, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> so we, sure, did this, I mean, yeah. 
865. We clock behind you. So, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you uh, for noticing that. That's how I got that. So uh, last thing, for those watching, uh, and specifically for Dan and Ralph, because we need to hear it, what advice do you give to leaders all around the globe that's dealing with this pandemic uh, in an effort to still uh, mm. push forth the gospel message, making disciples, not letting the pandemic stop us? What message do you have uh, mm. for us? Well, again, thank you. But before we end, uh, just want to make sure I want to thank you for this opportunity uh, just to be able to uh, have time with you, Pastor Dan and Pastor Olaf. And uh, I'm just thankful that the Lord is connecting us globally now. And distance is no longer an issue. And uh, all over the world, we can be, you know, we can have this time anytime, anywhere. I and, agree. And the problem yeah. is we can't just eat sushi with you. So but that's right. You know, yeah. We got everything here. So, so let, let's let's <laughs> let's pray that there will be a technology that a smell or a, maybe a taste can be sent. <laughs> For example, coming. I'm maybe I'm eating <laughs> sushi and, and drinking miso soup. Mm. Then while enjoying that or you're enjoying your barbecue there or steak, <laughs> maybe I can smell it. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a smoke coming from our yeah, laptop. Yeah, maybe smoke, maybe additional app, you know, smoke <laughs> coming up from my computer device. We, we should develop it. We maybe. should develop it. Maybe yeah. It's calling us to develop it's about time. About time. <laughs> it's about time. So the, the global community is listening, whether it's an IT or maybe computer science, maybe start developing that. <laughs> I app. agree. I agree. And, you know, and Pastor Ralph has the uh, patent right and all the... Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do it, brother. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and fifty percent so for Pastor Dan as well. That's so. right. <laughs> no, 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 fifty-one percent. Fifty-one. Fifty-one percent. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you uh, again. Just want to express my uh, gratitude to both of you, and of course to the Lord. I enjoy uh, fellowshipping me with my brothers in Christ mm -hmm. when we talk about the gospel, when we talk about His kingdom, mm -hmm. and. Again, you know, we can look forward to his coming, right? I mean, it's, uh, and our relationship does not end here. And like today, it's my first time to meet and talk with Pastor Dan. And it's amazing how we can uh, enjoy each other, the conversation. And, uh, and this will be for eternity. Yeah, and, uh, that's exciting. And that's what we want to communicate to people. I mean, our life is not just about here. And it's, 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 it, this is a rehearsal for what will be coming uh, in the future when we, we, when we will be with the Lord for eternity. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. You know, it's, it's going to be the land of no more, no pain, no problems, no pandemic, no COVID, no mask, no social yeah. distancing, you know, and um, so we will love with one another. So, uh, so if you're listening and you're not yet a born again believer, you know, Remember, Jesus loves you, he cares for you, and he has a wonderful plan for you. All you need mm -hmm. to do is to repent and, and ask him into your life, and he will yeah. save you. He died for you, he's alive, he'll mm -hmm. give you life. It's, it's going to be an amazing and wonderful life. And for my fellow uh, you know, uh, believers uh, or leaders, so to speak, and uh, let me leave you with Hebrews 13. Five, the second part, which is a famous verse. Uh, uh, there's a promise in Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verse 5 that says, I will never leave you or abandon you. Mm. And um, this mm. verse has been encouraging me.
you know, uh, both of you are theologians and pastors. And uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Based on my understanding, you know, the word never uh, in this verse is not an ordinary never. Uh, based on my uh, reading in Greek, it's a combination of two words. O means no not, and me means no not. So no, if not you not. actually combine those two words, you have a strong emphatic negation. So the amplified version for this verse is, I like it. I will never, God says, I will never, no, not never. Never, never, never leave you. Never, never forget you. So uh, it, it has wow. been all along like that. The Lord will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Thank you, Lord. And he will Thank be faithful. So we may be experiencing COVID-19 pandemic mm. now or fatigue, I would say, ministry fatigue. Just remember, mm. the Lord is with you and is for you. And uh, sometimes there is this temptation of, oh, 2019 is better than 2020. 2019 is better than maybe even 2021. Mm. That, there is a temptation of going back to the past. But let's not go back to the past. It's like the Egyptians, it's like the Israelites. Wow, this manna, mm. this wilderness, I don't like it. Egypt is better. The food there is better. The environment there is better. But the presence of God is what they're missing. So right here, right now, it's the presence of the Lord who is with you and with me. And he's right here, right now, with all of us doing his work. We are where we are right now because God wants us to be where we are right now because he's changing us, transforming us for a greater purpose, for his glory. Because his word is true. He's coming. And his kingdom will be preached to all the world. Mm -hmm. He will come. So let's join our hearts together and hands. Yes. And I'm so thankful that the global community of believers is coming together to pray and to share the gospel for the yes. glory of Christ. Yes. So I'm just so thankful. Thank you yes. so much. Well, I'm excited and wow. thankful that there are people that have never met you like myself that are now going to get the platform to hear your heart, brother and to hear what God has done in you and through you. There are people that had no idea what was happening in Tokyo, Japan, but not only are they knowing what's happening in Tokyo, Japan, but they also now um, get ministered to by you. Truthfully, I have been ministered to. You have ministered to me. You have encouraged me and, and uh, certainly exhorted me as well. I certainly appreciate that. Um, would you mind just taking a, a moment here and just praying for those leaders that are around? You know, we don't know what decisions they're facing right now and, and the stress that they're under. Um, boy, I pray they heed your words. I really do. In your heart, even more importantly, uh, that uh, as God has ministered to you, that they would they would desire to have some of that, that, that they have access to, too. So would you mind praying sure. yeah. just for our leaders that. all over the globe that are watching? Yes, sir. Yep. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for uh, my brothers here and friends in Christ, Pastor Dan, Pastor Ralph. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, this precious time of fellowship with them and with your presence. Lord, uh, we're like thousands of miles uh, away from each other, but yet, thank you that in Christ we can be united. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. And uh, thank you, God, how thank you God. have saved us. Thank you for the how you have given us life in Christ. Yes, and thank, thank you, you for, Jesus. by grace, calling us to be a part of your kingdom. Thank and you. Uh, 
and just this opportunity to serve you, uh, Lord, in different parts of the world. I pray for anyone who might be listening, Lord, who might be discouraged or disappointed because of um, the different circumstances in life uh, related maybe to pandemic or it could be a relationship issue or work issue, financial issue. I just pray, Lord, that you would encourage uh, this person and knowing that you are um, yes. with them and nothing can yes, separate right. them from the love of Christ, in, you know, from the love Thank of God, you, who is in Christ Jesus. Thank you. And I just ask that you would just, uh, Lord, uh, through your Holy Spirit and with your word, that you would strengthen uh, you. my fellow believers, leaders you, uh, in Jesus. Christ to accomplish your purpose in different parts of the world we pray god for a spiritual revival and awakening and transformation Thank all over you, the world Jesus. in our case here in tokyo still lord 99 percent of the people here in tokyo in japan do not know you and have no personal yes. relationship in christ we pray yes. god that you might be gracious to us and bless mm. us and yes, make man. your face shine upon us so that your Thank name you, will Father. be known, Heavenly Thank Father. You. Thank you for your grace. Thank In you. Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. This was simply amazing, guys. I pray for those of you that watch this. Uh, you too were blessed by this. This will be made available to rewatch again, so it's not just on live stream. Uh, we ask to share this. Um, with your with, with people you know maybe a leader that you have maybe your pastor that uh he can be encouraged during this time so thank you ralph um, thank you dan thank you pastor joel no thank you, thank so, you much. so much it's thank a great so blessing much. to be with you this Amen. is truly truly a huge blessing joel and i think anybody that spends the time listening is going to be enormously blessed so thank you facebook for being a part we'll look forward to seeing you next time on global gospel conversation uh, as we'll be touring the world and hearing what God is doing. Yeah. We'll look forward yeah, to seeing And, and then in the next coming days, we'll have uh, friends from Italy, from London, yeah. from Cambodia that we will be spending time with and also listening to their stories just like this yeah. you know, on what God is doing. All right, guys. Next time on Global Gospel Conversation. God bless.